Welcome to the Woman Rising Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Lean Adams. I'm a single mom, entrepreneur, and transformational life coach for women. So here's the thing. I spent almost my entire life being afraid to speak my truth, use my voice, or set healthy boundaries. So now I am on a mission to help as many women as I can learn how to use their voice, speak their truth, and step into their fully expressed, authentic selves. Join me every other week as I have conversations with women who have used their suffering and pain as a platform to step into their power. Because if we are gonna rise, we're gonna do it together. And you are so worthy of having the life that you love. Hey, you guys, I am talking today with Drea Fate. She is a podcaster of the More Than a Single Mom podcast, as well as a copywriter. She is super fun. She is just real and free, and you're going to have so much fun listening to her on this podcast. So without any further ado, let's check in with Drea. Hello, Drea. How are you? Hello, Ashley. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, and so we met because I was on your podcast, the yeah. Don't Mom Alone podcast. No, no, it's okay. It's a more than a single mom podcast. <laughs> I Don't worry. I have to repeat it to like a lot of more people. More than a single little- mom. I know. I have to say it like five times in a row. More than a single <laughs> <Exactly>. mom podcast. Okay. <laughs> So tell me, like, what inspired you to start your podcast? Oh, my gosh. So it it happened. Uh, I was having drinks with my girlfriend, who's also a single mom. And she she had started date. She'd been dating somebody for two years. And I was kind of in a relationship at the time. And we started talking about the dating dynamic with with kids and how she's one way, how I do things one way and how she does things another. And then we got into, of course, um, just how different our divorces were and our exes were. And it was just, it was just really enlightening. Cause like, she kind of had a different perspective and I did. And I, and I was just thinking, oh my God, like we should be recording this conversation because, you know, I kind of had my head space in one area and she had hers in another. And we just didn't like realize like how, um, how different it is for everybody. Right. I mean, it's, it's challenging and, and, and there's highs and lows and all kinds of things, but there's just all different ways to, all different kinds of single moms, all different ways. <laughs> like we're doing all different things. Some are working, some are more at home, some are dating, some are not. So um, I was like, we got to talk about this. So I, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. So I just kind of dived in. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So what has, so tell me a little bit about your story as a single mom. Like tell me a yeah. little bit about your journey. Yeah, so I, well, I left my ex, I think it was back in September of like 2014. And here's the thing. Um, I wasn't in it. We, it wasn't a toxic relationship. There was nothing like horribly wrong other than I just wasn't happy. And, um, part of that was I'd kind of started my self-development journey, um, before we got divorce. Cause I was in, I was in a company and we sold supplements. So I was like reading Tony Robbins and all these things about being responsible for your life. And I was like 
just always like just mad at my husband and not happy. And I took, I had to take a close look and, I'm, and I had to be like, it's not necessarily him. It's he's, he's who he is. And I, I'm who I am. And we just can't reconcile that. Um, and at that point, uh, my son was almost four and I'll be completely honest, like since the moment I was pregnant, him and I, like our intimacy just was pretty much non-existent and it was just hard for us to like come to terms with that too. And, um, and I was just like, I don't think I can continue living this way. Like I still, like, I just can't. So, um, I chose to leave that was on me and, uh, he's so yeah so we did that and it was um it was still hard like still being the one to leave it is still hard because um I was scared out of my mind absolutely scared out of my mind oh yeah um I had never been alone before I've always had a roommate or a boyfriend that I lived with um all my life. And I've always had someone to help like share the bills and help with the house stuff. And of course the kids stuff. And like, so once that kind of dawned on me, um, I, yeah, I panicked. Like I panicked at the same time. I kept telling myself, I'm like, I can do this. I, I think I can figure this out. I know there's other people that do that. Um, and I kind of wanted to prove it to myself too, just because I, I just never figured things out by myself. And I think you and I had talked about, you know, about how you kind of went from kind of relationship to relationship. And that was definitely a pattern for me, you know, even before I got married. So, um, so I, so that was, that was part of it. And, you know, and I also realized, you know, when I separated from my husband too, was um, when we got married, we were, we dated, before we got married, we dated for six years and I realized, um, and then we got married and I realized that like I settled and I know that sounds awful because my husband, my ex-husband's a really good person, but I just felt like I got, I got into that trap of this is what everybody's doing. This is everyone's right. getting married. Everyone's having babies, everyone's, and we're not there yet. Like, how come we're not there yet? So I feel like I, you know, I take some responsibility and kind of like pushing that relationship forward to get there. Um, so I just wanted to make that clear, but, um, so yeah, when I, um, left him, it was, I stayed with a girlfriend for a couple months and saw my son and worked my nutrition business. And then I finally, yeah, got my, got my own place. And, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't take much from my home. I just, I wanted to make it really easy on him. And I just, you know, went to Ikea and just, <laughs> you know, bought a bunch of stuff and a bed. And I'm like, we got an apartment and I'm like, okay, I have to, you know, we're going to, we're going to do this. And it was tough. It was, um, as you know, with the divorce, <clears throat> you're separating, uh, families, you have all these relationships and th people that you've relied on. And now it's like, you're, you severed all of those things. So it was, um, a really lonely time for me like super lonely. And I went through this phase of um, just, oh, woe was me. And I'd go to church and be by myself. And there was so much shame in that. And now I, now looking back on it, I'm like, why was I so like worried about that? But um, 
so there was a lot of that that was going on. And I remember like the first Christmas dropping him off at his dad's house. Like I had him half a day and then I dropped him off and then I had the rest of the evening to myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm spending Christmas alone. Yeah. Like, how did I get here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, little by little, uh, I kind of kind of had to flip the script in my head right? and be like, okay, 50% of marriages in a divorce. I'm not the only one that's doing this. This isn't that, this is not abnormal. It's not what I planned. It's not what like, I'm like, you don't like, you know, uh, you know, when you're a little girl think like, Oh, I'm going to get a divorce one day and be a single mom. This is going to be great. Um, right. <laughs> so I just kind of, I slowly with like, I did a lot of self-development and reading and had a therapist and I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't have to be in this mindset anymore of this lack and sorrow and loneliness. I have to build my own life. And so that means if I want friends to come over, I have to invite them to come over. If I want to kind of make a family, you know, I have to build those things out. I have to find other things for me to do and fill my life with on top of, you know, my son and, and, and all of that. So, yeah. So like, you know, ch church helped and, um, books helped and just, you know, I just, it took a while for me to kind of build my community in, in my own way, Yeah. but mostly, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. Um, and figure out what I liked again, outside of a relationship. Cause you're just, we're a couple, this is what we do. We're a couple, this is what we do. And then it's like, what does Drea want to do? What am I into? I forgot. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said so many things that I can resonate with in there. Um, you know, one of them being that you, you consciously chose to flip your script, right? Yeah. And I think that is like so, so important for everyone. I mean, it's a tool for everyone, but in the context of being a single mom, like you totally have to script, flip that script from poor me, you know, like yeah. failed, I lost like that whole conversation and you get to flip it to like, wow, what an opportunity. Like I was living a life in which I was sleepwalking and not speaking my own voice and I didn't have an intimate life. I'm sure that a lot of women can identify with that. Yeah. You know, like, and I, I had intuitive hits I wasn't listening to and all of these things. And like, now I have the opportunity to become exactly who I want to be, to, to be the woman that I knew I always could be. And so like, I think it's so powerful that you made that switch. And um, I'm curious to know in your situation, what is it that yeah. you think was the root of your intimacy, um, like, you know, fading away in your marriage? Oh, um, that's a great question. Um, he was a little, I think, off put by the pregnancy um, that he was like, yeah, he, it was a little off put. And then um, what happened was like, you know, like, like you have the baby and, and, you know, and everything, <laughs> your hot mess <laughs> after yeah. all of that. Um, it was just like, he was uncomfortable and I was uncomfortable with it. And we just, we, we let it go. Like, we just kind of like, we didn't talk about it. We just like pushed it to the side. And I actually remember talking with my hairdresser cause she was actually, she's a good friend of mine. And, you know, she knew I was like maybe six months out at the time. And we, she kind of brought that up and I was like, no, we haven't done that yet. And she's like, what? And she's like, I'm like, I know it's just like, we tried once and it was just awkward and like, uh, and, and then it was like, you know, I'd go, then it was like a year later, she's asking me, you know, and I'm like, you know, yeah. and yeah. And I started 
you know, I know that doesn't quite answer your question, but what happened to me was I told myself this story that that was normal, that in a marriage, Mm -hmm. sometimes that just happens. You just like, you're in a marriage, you know, you, you know, the per, you know, you just get used to the person so much that you just like the fire just kind of burns out. And that's just part of marriage. That's just part of, you know, and a lot of people tell that story. Like that's, yeah. 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 (laughs) And like, I heard other people tell that story, you know, and you kind of, there's, you know, and there's jokes and humor about it on sitcoms and things like that, you know, it's like, Oh, the old ball and chain. And, um, she's always got a headache or whatever. And, um, I was kind of like, well, I guess there's something to it, you know? And again, my friend who's a hairdresser, like, in like two years, she's like, um, cause she's, she's been married. I mean, I think she's been married like 20 years now. And she's like, um, no, that's really like, no, yeah. like, like that's, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. like, mm, that's really not normal. I mean, it should, I mean, not, you should be ashamed of it, but like, that's not typical right. and you should really look into that. So I think by time, like, it, like it, it was like that for almost four years. So I think towards the end, it was just like, um, we were just really good roommates. Right. And I had, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to even begin to overcome, like having, having that chemistry again, it was just completely gone. And, and he, um, and he's the greatest guy. He's a really good guy at the time. He like, it was something he didn't want to talk about. He just couldn't. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, did you, you know, did you get, did you try and talk with them? I did a few times and, um, he's, uh, he's just kind of very private and, um, -hmm. he just, he just, he was just like, I'm not, no, I don't know. And I don't want to talk about it. And I suggested like, maybe we should go see a therapist. And he was just like, Nope, just, just flat out. No, can't do it. Don't want to do it. Um, you know, um, it was just so uncomfortable for him. And still to this day, I mean, we haven't had a conversation about it, but um, yeah, I, it, it, that's where we were. Um, wasn't I great. Think, I think that that's, um, you know, it's really important what you're saying because, you know, before you were saying that there's, you know, there was nothing like your marriage wasn't toxic. There was nothing like, you know, like horrible going on, you know? No. Um, and, um, I heard um, Alexi Panos speak on this, who I really like, and she was talking about the importance of like when you're in partnership, the importance of your partner being willing to lean in with you when something oh. comes up, right? When, yeah. when there's difficulties or when there's a lack in intimacy or when you don't see eye to eye on parenting or whatever it is that comes up, like this yeah. is two individual people with two different spirits, minds, souls, et cetera. And you have to be with someone who's willing to lean in and do the work with you. Yeah. Um, so like, I think, you know, that you're saying that he wasn't willing to have those conversations. That's, that's very important. You know, it's very, um, you know, applicable yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to the situation. So, yeah. um, you know, and you also mentioned that it was hard to leave. And I think that that, I don't know if people always think about that, but like, it takes a lot of courage to leave. Like I feel the exact same way. It took a lot of courage to leave. Um, And it's funny because I feel like sometimes the rhetoric is turned around on that. Like people say like, oh, people just run out on marriages so easily these days. Like if you ever heard someone (laughs) say that, you know, and, but from your experience, you know, like how 
how bad it had to be to inspire you to make that courageous and difficult leap, right? Yeah. Um, and really it's like you making a, making a leap for yourself, like taking a vote for your own self-worth saying, I deserve the kind of relationship in which I am like fully, fully expressed, fully thriving, my full authentic self and which, and in which my partner is going to lean in and be those things and do those things and share those things with me. Yeah. Because that's yeah. also then what we model to our children, right? Like this is the 100%. kind of relationship that you can expect to have. Um, so just want to like give you a high five, <laughs> high high five, five. for your Not courage, you know, and like yeah. women and men who leave toxic or, or just relationships where they're with a partner who's not willing to lean in with them, who's not willing yes. to do life with them on an intimate level, which is the purpose, right? Yes. That they have the courage to stand for themselves and their happiness and make the difficult decision to leave. Yeah. It's, it takes a lot of courage for anybody to do that. I've had other friends of mine that are in difficult situations right now with their husbands and they have told me like, oh my gosh, I can't be like you. I'm so, you know, you're not, I'm, I'm not as brave as you. And I'm like, I was not brave necessarily. <laughs> like, I mean, as you know, it's like, you know, fear is still, I mean, it's still there. Um, but, um, you know, going back to what you're saying, it, it was just, I'm like, I, I have this one life. I have this one life, right? I have this one life and it's gone in a blink. And, um, and I even got a, you know, a bigger kick in the pants when I was diagnosed with breast cancer last year, you know, and it's just like, and, you know, and I had a, had a friend pass away from breast cancer and I had another friend that just died in his sleep a few, like a, about a month ago. And, and I'm like, it can just, it's like that. And I'm like, so I got to make the most, right? you know? Right. I, I like, I need to be living a life that I love and I'm not doing my, hu my husband at the time, I wasn't doing him a service or me a service by staying together. Right. right, right you right, know, right. I mean, it was painful for him. It was painful. Um, but I'm just like, I'm going to make your life miserable because I'm not happy being in this situation. Right. I'm not happy with not having intimacy. I'm not happy not being able to, 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 like have somebody lean in and, right. you know, and, and want to be like, okay, let's do this together as a team. I always just kind of felt like I was kind of doing a lot of things on my own right. as a mom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that way too. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, like I said, great guy. He just, you know, he just, he just liked to stay at home and do his thing. And it was just hard. Cause I'm like, let's go to the zoo. And, and he just like, ah, you guys can go, I'll stay home. So it was a lot of that. And I'm like, you know, if I'm all doing all this alone anyway, I'm like, but I'm, now I'm just irritated and unhappy because he's not the person that I want him to be. And right. it's not fair for me to be with, you know, to, to keep him in a marriage where I'm not seeing him for who he is either. Right. If that right. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you said something too earlier that I think is important to touch on, which is that you, you felt like you sort of like went along with it, even, even when on maybe like a deeper level, you knew it wasn't right because you felt like that's what you were supposed to do. Yes. So yeah. like when you look back, are you able to sort of see times when you, maybe your intuition was telling you to move in a different direction, but you weren't listening to it? Oh yeah. Many times. Um, we, we lived together in California in Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, it was, 
you know, and, and I, I kind of started getting a sense of like, you know, like I thought we were a lot alike, like I thought we were kind of melding and then not so much, you know, would kind of, I won't say we butted heads, but I just kind of saw this, this pattern with, with, with him, but it was safe. I was in my twenties. I was by myself. I, again, I had never lived by myself. I had never had the courage to do that. And, um, I, you know, I specifically remember a time we were, you were taking a walk and he was, he was talking about his career and things like that and what he wanted to do. And I was like, well, you should just try and do it. And he was like, He's like, I'm too old to be doing this thing now. Like it's too, it's too late to start a new thing. And I'm like, and this is, you're going to laugh when I say this, like, I was like, we were like 25 at the time, (laughs) 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 you know, um, you know, right, yeah. Of course, right I, now it's like you could really yeah. only say that if you're like 105. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you know, I'm I'm 46, and it's like I'm still like, you know, I've pivoted so many times, and I never think like, oh, it's too late. Yeah. To, to start something new, so I don't. What was that? That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. <laughs> I know. We were 25, so that was like that was one little that was like one little thing, and then it was just like. Um, you know, I could tell that like, you know, all our friends were getting married around us and he, it just wasn't happening. And I'm like, he's just, that's just not where he's at. And at one point I did break up with him for a very short period of time. And then it, I got freaked out because I didn't know what I was doing. I was afraid to be on my own in this city. Yeah. And so like, mm-hmm. I went back, I went back, Yeah, you know, and I was basically trying to force like a, a square peg in a round hole. Like, yeah. like this is happening. We're gonna be together, and we're gonna get married one day, and we're gonna have yeah. babies. Right? And, yeah, and it's like you know, S S I N G. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, and it's so hard because when you're in your twenties, you don't, you don't, you don't see it. Like I saw my friends getting married, and then I'd get mad at him for like not marrying me. And what yeah. I should have been going, what I should have been asking is like, okay, what's going on here? Why isn't this happening yet? You know? Yeah. So. um, but eventually it was kind of like, I think he just felt pressured into it. And I'll be honest, like that was one of the, that's something I can talk about, you know, even now for dating stuff is that like, you know, you don't ever want to push anybody into doing something. You don't want Mm -mm, to get a proposal, you know, and know that it was because you had been nagging and complaining about it for right, so long of course, you know yeah yeah that's like it's it, it's not and so when he did it it was very sweet but it, it but it like there was no excitement around it there was no you know what I mean because mm-hmm. I knew so it was like all it was it was it was those things and yeah it was just I I was just like I was just trying to follow the crowd I was just like everybody's yeah. doing this thing I'm missing out I'm missing out on a wedding I'm missing out on having a baby I'm missing out on having the house, you know, yeah. and the family trips. And it was a classic case of comparison. Yeah. And classic case of this is, this is the, this is, you know, this is Americana. Like, this is what we do. Like, this is what, you know, we, right. our parents and our parents' parents have done. So that's what was, what, what me, what we must do. And, you know, and then coming out of that now, it's just like, oh my God, I never took the time to get to know myself. I never took the time to discover like how smart I was, how capable I was, how strong I could be, how I could like actually solve problems or at least get help and ask for help. 
that somehow everything would be okay. And right. it took all of that for me to finally leave, you know, eventually, like and I, when I left him, I was, I think I was, I, know, I, was, I want to say I was 38 anyway. And, um, and, and be like, finally, I'm like, I, I got to figure this out. Right. You know? And there was this, always this feeling, this like, is it like incongruence? Is that the word I'm looking for? I know you're good with words too. And <laughs> it was just this unsettled, uh, I was just felt unsettled. Cause I'm just like, if I can't figure out how to do things on my own, I'm in trouble. You know, if I'm always relying on a relationship or a man yeah. to fix it or be there for me. And that's nice to have that in a partner. Don't get me wrong. That's kind of why you want a partner. But it's like, if I can't just do it on my own, you know, or figure out how to do it on my own, I'm in trouble. Like, I'm going to be in trouble eventually. Well, yeah. And also just like knowing that you can do it on your own. So like not being with your partner because you're afraid that you can't do it on your own, but being with your partner because you know that you can and you're just choosing to be with this other person that like magnifies who you already are. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah, I know we talked about this on your podcast, yeah. but yeah, yeah, just like really like reiterating the importance um, for like any woman listening to take yeah. the time to get to know yourself, take the time to like, listen, really listen, get quiet. Like listen to your yeah. intuition, listen to that inner voice. Like that is God speaking to you. And yeah, like, if you have a feeling like ask yourself, what does this mean? You know, um, that's what we didn't take the time to do. Right. We didn't take the time when we got something like something happened and like, we didn't feel good about it. And then we rationalize it away. Right. And like, don't yeah. rationalize things away. Like listen, mm -hmm. listen to your feelings and, um, yeah. And like, let the comparison game go because, you know, oh, God. Day, like it does not matter. Like we are all such specific beings that, that God has specific plans for all of us and they're all different, you know? And like, yeah. I believe that our job is just to get in alignment with God or the divine or the universe or how, whatever, yeah. you, whatever language you resonate with to move through you. Like there's a divine plan for you. Like there is a, a destiny, a higher path that you can get on, but you have to be tuned in and tapped in. And yes. Um, yeah. And you know, and you can't do that if you're playing the comparison game or if you're forcing things or um, if you're yeah. not listening to that inner voice, if you're completely shutting down that, mm. that voice inside of you, that's, that's speaking the truth, that, that incongruence, like you're saying, I remember feeling that too, with my ex-husband, like there was just always this, like, inner questioning, this like unrest, like it just wasn't right. And yes. like, I was too scared at, at times too scared to leave. Like you were saying, we actually lived in Los Angeles too, at the beginning of oh. our relationship. <laughs> um, and I broke up with him once too, you know, like, and, but it was that fear, right? The fear yeah. of being alone, the fear of yes. being alone. Like you Isn't have that to surrender yeah. to that. You have to lean into it because until you can be with yourself and love yourself, you can't be in a healthy partnership because you're always going to be wanting that other person to fill a, like a void that's inside of you. And like, you have to fill that with yourself and God. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, totally resonate <laughs> with your story, girl. Yeah. I, I interviewed in my podcast, um, this woman who's a, she's a breakup coach and 
she's got three courses and one of them, you can buy it as a bundle, but one of them is um, like rebuilding, like getting comfortable being in your, your single life, you know? And I'll be honest, like I'm, that's something I'm still working on um, because like I've kind of, you know, I, I actually, you know, got remarried two years later after my first divorce. Cause again, it was that, Oh my God, I got it. You know, got to get another, you know, it, it was right, right. Gotta gotta another, go you know, check. <laughs> yeah, check, check, check. And yeah. I, and, and I didn't want to be alone. And I, um, you know, it was all these other little things. And so I was just kind of like, I just kind of, and I jumped in and that was a huge mistake that was, and I, I found some, and it was because also like, you know, I lacked the intimacy and all of that. So it was mm-hmm. just like, so, yeah, so that was just, that was just something, but, um, but really taking that time, I think like going back to what you're saying with the comparison, it's just like, and what should be is, and taking the time for yourself and listening to your intuition and listening to those little feelings in our body. We're never like, no one teaches that. No. Like, I mean, now you, I mean, you are, I mean, and people right. are now talking yeah. about it more, but that's not something our parents talked about. That's not something, uh, you know, I read in, I had read in a book, not until like much later, not in schools, you know, nobody gives you those, there's no roadmap yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, you can have some great examples and sometimes there are some great parents. Like I, I've heard, you know, some, some of my friends who've just, who just had these stellar parents that were able to kind of like guide them like, Hey, if this person isn't treating you well, guess what? There's more fish in the sea. Just nip it in the bud. Right. You know? And, um, because if you don't, you're just, you're, you don't, you know, and that's a whole other thing. Boundaries, like just not having those boundaries. You're just so wanting to, to take in, but listening to yourself is where you start setting boundaries too. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's one thing that I feel like I would love to teach to like high school, high school, early college kids is like an intuition course. Um, and there is, so so I completed Ascension Leadership Academy, which is emotional intelligence training, which is amazing. Like I would recommend that to anyone. That was like one of the big turning points for me, um, in terms of just like where I am now from where I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you're saying like most people, aren't, we aren't taught these tools, like in the big, you know, like in our bigger Mm-mm. umbrella schools and such. And, yeah. um, it's such, such an important, it's, it's what we need to move back to, you know, we need to move yeah. back to get as like a people, we need to get back in touch with that, our intuition, our inner voice that like God gifted us with, you know, that's really, that's our truest guidance, our truest compass. Um, yeah. So I love that you said that. <laughs> You know, and it's really funny that we're even talking about this because I swear to God, last night I Googled, how do you, how do you uh, tap into your intuition? I actually, I actually typed that up because I go through periods of, I'm like, is it just, is this like, and I think, I think you like, is this fear? Is this just a fear? You know, because there's sometimes you're like, you feel like you should be doing something, you know, because you have to step outside of your comfort zone, right? Right. So is that, is that fear intuition saying it's not a good idea or is it, or is it something else? And like, how did, how do I distinguish between some of those things? Because I'm, I'm kind of, there's some things going on in my life right now where I'm like, I'm kind of, I have some decisions to make and, um, and I'm just like, 
is this my anxiety talking? Is this anxiety talking? Is this me saying this is not a good idea? Is this just me not knowing what's going to happen in the future if I make this decision? And um, yeah, so it's so funny you said that because I Googled, I Googled and I'm kind of like, I'm like, and that's kind of hard to, my, I'm better if I'm in a good state of mind, I can, I can, I can suss out those feelings, right? I can kind of pick them point apart, but when I'm a little more high anxiety, right. It clouds everything. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, first step is like getting back to like breathing back to like a space of peace, you know, yeah. but I also recently learned two hacks that have been really supportive for me that I'll share if you oh, want. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell me. One of them is when you're making a decision, um, pay attention to your body. Like, does it make you feel expansive and open and free and calm? Or does it make you feel constricted and tight? And oh. so the way you want to feel is like open and expansive because that indicates that the decision is coming from a place of love. And what you're experiencing is like the effect it's going to have on your body. Yeah. Versus the constrictiveness, right? Which is fear. Yeah. So we want to make decisions from a place of love and not a place of fear. Yes. Um, That's one is like paying attention to your body when you're, you know, thinking about the decision. And then another one is just like a simple thing that I, that I do that a coach taught me where you just put your hand on your heart and like, you can practice this after, after the, the podcast, put your hand on your heart and just like close your eyes. And ask yourself a question, whatever it is that you're trying to determine. Like, let's say, you know, should I eat this banana? Should I eat this banana? And just like pay attention um, to how your body moves. And then actually a surefire one you can start with is your name. Like, is my name Bob? Okay, my name is not Bob. So pay attention to how your body moves when you speak that non-truth. And then my name is Ashley. My name is Ashley. And pay attention to how your body moves like ever so slightly when you say that truth. And you'll notice that like when you speak a truth versus when you speak a falsity, your body moves in a slightly different way. Wow. And you can pick up on that. Um, and so like, I use that a lot um, just in like, and sometimes I'll be in a public place. And I'm just like, it's okay. I just like close my eyes. <laughs> I need to my just heart. Take- and, um, yeah, so those are just some like small hacks, but obviously it's like a muscle, right? Like everything else, it just takes practice of like, sure. intentional, quiet, asking the question, really tuning in. Um, and we're so used to not doing it that we have to yeah. like, learn how to do it again through practice and repetition. Yeah. Um, I find myself uh, very much out of my body a lot. I, I have ADHD. I think that's part of it. So I'm just, it's like stimuli, stimuli. It's just a lot coming at me. Yeah. And, you know, and the key is for me to slow down. Right. You know, and I really have to like practice that. Like when things get crazy, I'm like, I just got to sit. I got to sit and breathe, you know, and yeah. slow down. Um, I had a, a dating coach and she, she would talk about it as she called like moving through chocolate, like just everything slow motion, like just work your way, just you know, and, uh, and, you know, you have to remember to do it. You have to get in the habit of doing that. But when you do, you can kind of calm that nervous system down some and kind of like, all right, it's not so urgent. It's not mm. so you bad. Physically slow down and just like move like, yeah, as if you're moving through chocolate. Yep. 
Yep. Just do everything slow. Just, and then you can, I know it's hard to do the chocolate. (laughs) I would eat all the chocolate. I would eat all the chocolate if it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All Um, the all so, the chocolate for sure. Okay. I would love to know like one of the, uh, one or two of the top things you've learned from your dating experience and your dating coach. But I wanted to just say one thing for all the ladies listening that you could, because you mentioned, um, yeah. you know, when you jumped into your second marriage, that like uh-huh. one, of the, one of the things was like wanting the intimacy, right? Like being mm-hmm. like yeah. hungry for intimacy. And yeah. so one thing that I've really been tapping into, and I'm actually taking um, BB. Brazoka, I think that's how you say her last name. Anyway, um, Planet BB on Instagram. She is like a sexuality coach, like a women's sacred sexuality. Oh, oh, neat. Yeah. And so what I'm learning from her is that, which is like, once you, once you get it, you're like, oh yeah, that's so obvious. (laughs) But is that, you know, so much of us equate like our sexual pleasure with being with a partner, but it doesn't have to be like so much of it comes from ourselves and like yeah. it starts with ourselves. So like creating your own sexual practice with yourself. So I just want yeah. to throw that out there to the ladies who are like in a hurry. No, I think that's like, great. Yeah, I think- learn about your, your own self and your own sexuality first, because there's like, that's a whole pleasure thing that can be explored. Oh, you, Yeah. You need to bring her on the pod. You need to bring her on the podcast. I think, I mean, it's very, it's touchy, but like, we don't do that. And there's all this, you know, like, I mean, I grew up in Catholic church and so so all this stuff's kind of like, Oh, touchy. And it's like to like do that with yourself, um, can feel very scary, like almost scary, awkward, shameful, like all of those things. And I I feel like all of that needs to be addressed. I have a, I have a friend and she's got a course and I want to interview her and she's, um, and it's called like, it's like, a, I think it's called, I don't know if she changed it, but it was wanting it more. It was actually for couples, but for women who just have trouble with intimacy and have all these stigmas about sex and but they want to enjoy it. And they want to, you know, have that intimacy with their husbands, but they just can't, you know, do it. Cause what, cause whatever culture is or the taboos, okay. like they feel like they have to look like a Victoria's secret model. They have oh, to look so like many things that we've learned. That like it's got to be perfect. Yeah. Like there can't be any strange noises or, you know, and we know like sex is messy. messy. So, um, and it's not perfect and it is, can be awkward and, but that's all natural and fine and all that stuff too. So she's, she kind of helps women get in touch with their sexuality, but then, and also get comfortable enough to like enjoy that with their husband. Cause they love their husbands. They think their husbands are attractive, but it, they just can't do it for whatever re- like you know, reasons. They have all these mental blocks about it. Yeah. That's so, so good. That would be a good one. That's so good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Tell, Cause we're coming to the end of yeah. my time frame, but yeah. I, I want to, um, tell me one, like one tip that you've learned from like your dating or your dating coach. And yes. then I have one final question for you. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can tell you so much from, from what I've learned from my dating coach. And, um, So one thing is the biggest thing that she's told me is lean back, lean Lean back. back. So what tends to happen is, especially when we're single moms, now we're in charge. Now we're doing everything. And then a lot of us have careers. So we're always trying Mm -hmm. to make it happen. Got to reach that goal. Got to get to the next step. And women tend to have a 
timeline in their heads of how the relationship is supposed to progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that gets in the way because the, <laughs> the guy will sense that even, right. you know, that will sense that. And so we, we, a lot of times make a mistake of like trying to push, like, when's the next date or how come you're not texting me back or like, and pushing, trying to push it forward. And we're not letting the guy do what he's like biologically designed to do, which is to kind of chase and pursue and woo. And that's what we want to feel. We want to feel wooed. We want the, you know, we want all of that, but if we're the ones, (laughs) (laughs) but if we're the ones constantly like chasing and asking for the date, you know, so when one of the things that, you know, when I went back on the dating sites is like, you know, if we, if I match up with somebody, I, wait to see, I let the guy message me first yeah, and then see if he asks for the, see for him to ask for the date. Cause I, you know, wanted somebody that would take initiative. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that would move things forward in a natural way. And so that I'm not doing the work to do yeah. it. Cause that's kind of naturally his, that's, that's what he wants to do. And we really want to be pursued. We want to be the woman. We want, you know, like we want that. And so we rob them of that when we try and push the relationship through, which is kind of what I did in my first marriage, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and then two is like, yeah, I mean, it's so much more sexy. Like it just, it just really is. So we just have to like kind of get into our feminine you know, energy Yeah. and be a girl, like yeah. let him come to you. And if he doesn't, then he's not the guy for you. Then it's like, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, that is so like, I just heard that recently on uh, the Ashley Hanawacker podcast. Okay. But um, she said the exact same thing. And then her language was just like getting out of the masculine. Like you have, you have to get into your feminine and allow them to come to you. So totally like exactly what you just said, but in a different (laughs) language. Yep. It is. It's the same. I've heard it different ways too, but yeah. 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 Um, okay. Awesome. Well, and so, okay. Um, before I ask my final question, um, I know you're going to send me all this stuff. So I'll have it in the show notes, but yeah, let listeners know like kind of what you're up to business wise and where they can find you. Yeah. So, I mean, my, my passion is my podcast right now. And I just want my whole idea is just to let single moms know that they're not alone, but I'm also a copywriter. So, um, and I love it. I love it. So I write Facebook ads and and email copy for coaches and consultants and course creators and all those types. Super fun. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what I, that's, that's what I'm all about. And, uh, the single mom podcast is just a real passion of mine, but, um, if anybody wants to find me, I, post all kinds of fun stuff, single mom wise. And with my podcast at, um, it's my handles at Drea fate, D R E A F E C H T. And, um, I also have a website, same name, dreafate.com. And you can find my podcast on there. And, uh, I just got an email list going. So just to kind of like, I'm just trying to build a community and just kind of get really juiced up and just hear what everybody has to say and um, give them all my thoughts and tips and, and uh, dating advice. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. And so we're going to conclude, but the last question that I always ask all my guests is um, for the woman who is still lost, the woman who maybe she's still in that relationship and she hasn't had the courage to leave, or maybe she's just wanting to jump right into the next one and, she just hasn't like found her, her courage yet. What would be 
a, a piece of advice you would give to that woman? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I would tell her that it's, I know this sounds so cliche, but it's going to be okay. And you might not feel that's going to be the case, but it is. And also you're going to be really surprised and you know if, when you make the decision if you you know have the courage to go and do your own thing you're going to be really surprised who you are in the next 12 24 months there's going to be a transformation and it's it's you know what what's that what's that phrase they say it's like like the the what is it the best solution is the way through you know what i mean it's like you have to go through right yeah but my best advice is get your support, get support for yourself if you can ahead of time. I wish I would have done that a little bit more. Get support ahead of time. Let people know what's going on so that when you're ready, you've got some things set, you've got emotional, um, you have emotional support ready to go. You have some, some of those things to lean on because there's going to be some dark times for sure. But um, if, if I could get through what I got through and you can get through what you can get through, there's many other women that do that too. Oh my gosh. Like you're going to be okay. Like people, you're just so much more powerful than what we think we are just yeah. so much, you know, just, you got to love yourself enough to do that. That's, that's really what it comes down to is loving yourself enough to do the hard stuff. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so beautiful. Yeah. That you are going to be blown away by the person that you become in a year or six months. And yeah, love your, just love yourself enough to do that. I love that. It's so beautiful. Well, Drea, thank you so much for coming on today. It's so good to talk to you. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful. And thanks for all the work that you're doing. And um, this was fun. Yes, definitely. All right. Bye girl. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out, y'all. Come find me at ashleyleanadams.com or on Instagram at ashleyleanadams. Share this with a girlfriend who needs to hear it. I love you. You are worthy. And remember, use your voice.